0: Welcome into The Train With The Best Podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman. Chris Gorez. Sitting four feet from me. That's right. This is crazy. We're going to do back-to-back podcasts in the same room. That's right. Because uh, you forgot your microphone when I you did. came up to rest in. I did. And so now you're sitting in my house using one of mine. That's right. Uh, and I'm coming to visit you this weekend in Richmond. Yep. So sh- should I bring the microphone? I have to bring a microphone. You bring in.
1: a microphone, yeah. I'll I might have- as
0: well just. I might as well just use this one. Yeah, it's it's nice and it's
1: fancy. It is nice. It It looks it looks nice and fancy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. You're back
1: from vacation. I am. I am. How was it? You look
0: very tan.
1: Yeah, I was hoping to get a little bit darker, but it's all right. I mean, we had a great time. Um, The weather's just perfect in Puerto Rico. Uh, the kids had a great great time. We did the castle. We did the rainforest. About half of the stuff, maybe even a little bit more than half of the stuff that we wanted to do was canceled because of COVID, right? Like my wife and I wanted to do the Bacardi factory tour. Um, that got canceled. There were some spots in the rainforest that we wanted to see some waterfalls. They got canceled because of weather. That had nothing to do with COVID. And then we had like a like a little island hopping snorkeling thing that was eventually canceled because there was a new executive order that, um, put the, put the X on that. Yeah. But you know, it was, it was good. It was a, it was an opportunity to, uh, be thankful for the stuff that we did have. Right. Cause it's like, yeah, it's an inconvenience for you. And like my, me and my family, like, yeah, it sucks that we're not going to get to go snorkeling, but it's an inconvenience. There are people that are not healthy from COVID. There are people that are really struggling. Right. So it's like, it's stupid for us to complain about, Oh my God, I can't go snorkeling yeah. versus somebody who's actually lost a loved one. Right. So for sure. it's important to keep that in mind. And, and so, yeah, we were, we were really thankful for the things that we had a chance to do. And
0: how, obviously, how did the, the travel
1: feel? Uh, I mean, we felt like we were okay. We, we all wore our masks in the plane and every, everybody was fine. Um, you know, they, they, it does remind you because like when you get to Puerto Rico to get out of the airport, you have to have your PCR test and you have to have like a declaration form filled out. And so there's actually a long line just to get out of the airport and to get out. There's these guys in like hazmat suits that are checking you out to make sure that you have your stuff. So it's just a reminder of, you know, one, how serious this pandemic is, and then two, how fortunate we are uh, in the mainland to, to have the resources that we have because in an island like Puerto Rico, where they don't have an infinite amount of resources or compared to what we have, they don't have the things that we have, you know, an outbreak over there could, could literally just kill everybody on the island. So, um, you know, they take it a lot more seriously and, and you have to be respectful of that. And yeah, I mean, it's just a reminder of how lucky we are to be healthy.
0: Yeah. yeah, you kind of wish that people would take it that seriously here, but that's uh,
1: yeah, whole a nother, story for a
0: different day, whole another podcast, right? Um, you also, uh, we're just telling me right before we started
1: recording that you, uh, you tried to swim as a workout while you were over there. I mean, I tried to do some workouts, right? So we did a lot of hiking and stuff and walking around, so that was fine, and like I didn't worry about it too much because it's vacation, right? So I didn't care. Like I'm going to eat right. whatever I'm going to eat. I'm going to drink whatever I'm going to drink. Which I did. I did get into a, a fight with some locals. Who ended up kicking my ass? Um, all of them were named Mojito. Um, <laughs> so if you get in there, if you get to Puerto Rico and you get into a fight with some guys named Mojito, they're gonna kick your ass. They're gonna I start see, off. See. They're gonna start off really nice, and you're gonna feel like, oh wow, this is great. These people are so welcoming. And then after about the sixth or seventh one, you're gonna be dead.
0: Yeah, there's a long line. The longer the line, the more. Yeah, you're it's
1: in. a. It, it was a. It was brutal. How, so how the swim go though? The swim. Uh, it started off nice. I started off like, oh, wow, this, like is gonna be, yeah, this is going to be great. Uh, I, I saw like We went to this like nice little um, beach club with, with a pool right by the beach. So you could do the pool or the beach or whatever. And the kids had water slides and stuff. So it was fun for them. And we were there the whole day. So I was like, all right, well, let me borrow some of these goggles from the kids. And then I'm, I'm going to get a swim in and get some sort of a workout in. Uh, I swam one lap. I was like, wow, this feels good. I'm going to swim 10 of these. But after about the third one, I was like, this is a stupid idea. I don't know why I did this. <laughs> but at this time, at this point, I'm committed because I like I had already gathered rocks. Like I gathered some rocks to put by the the, the pool. Right, so. Every count. time I come over, mm-hmm. I like move a rock over. So I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, All right, I've got three rocks and I've got seven rocks in this pile. We've got seven more to go. I'm committed to this. But th- God, this is a stupid idea. Um, So I, I ended up like trying to make a game of it. Like I would I would tell Marcelo to race me, right? Like, I'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, you start over here and I'll race you. I'll start from here. I'll go down and back and then you start from here and I'll race you. So he's having fun. He's having a great, a great time. And in the meantime, he doesn't know that he's like being the rabbit and pushing me to, to work out because otherwise I probably wouldn't have finished that workout.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Uh, extra motivation in the pool is always necessary. And because swim, swimming shape is just a different kind of shape. It's like, a whole different and- I think I might have told this story on the podcast before, but um, a couple years ago, uh, my buddy, Sam Gunther, who's been a previous guest on right. the pod, uh, yep. and he's my, technically he's my boss, a uh, coworker at, at Explosive Performance, who is the, I believe still, the conference record holder in the 800 meters in right. the ODAC conference. So D3, 150, 800. Right, and still fast. Sam's in sick shape. And now, now like in his post-collegiate life, he's four or five years out of school. At this point, Um does a lot of distance running like cardiovascularly he is in insane shape right we would go swimming in the mornings with one of his clients who's a triathlete and just die Die. and paul would swim with us like dick around for a couple of laps right and then he'd be like all right boys have a good day and then he'd do his workout his workout yeah (laughs) and so one time we were like all right let's see how fast we can swim a 50. So mm-hmm. this is a 25 meter pool at, down at the Wallgate, right. you know, sport and health here in, in Virginia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, used to be, that's a whole separate story, but, uh, we're, we're 25 meter pool down and back. We do it and we finish in whatever time we finish in. And we f- were like, Oh man, I'm exhausted. Could not do another lap. Definitely not at that pace. We did the math. We were behind Katie Ledecky's pace for oh, the yeah. 100%. 1500. hundred percent. Like we swam 50. Yeah. And we're in shape. good athletes strong powerful athletes yeah we are just not in the water in the water 15 like we weren't even actually we weren't like terribly far behind but again we swam 130th of the race
1: yeah it's insane it's insane i remember when i was training for the triathlon uh i had one of my swimming clients write me a workout i was like hey i want to get better at swimming can you write me a workout? Like, just give me some stuff to do. They're like, okay, cool. So first, what you're going to do is you're going to swim a hundred, which is down and back four times. You're going to take like a 30 second break and you're going to do four 100s. And then you're going to do four 200s. And then you're going to do four 100s with no breath. And then you're going to do two fifties, just kickboard, then two fifties, just arms. And then after you're done warming up, I'm like, what? That's a warm up. That's a whole I was like, ass I was like, what, workout. What do you mean after I'm done warming up? Like, that's the workout. Yeah. That's the workout. And, and they looked at me like, no, no, that's just, oh, that's only like. Eight hundred meters. I'm like, no, no no you don't understand. Like that's like we're starting that's from it. zero. <laughs> that's it <for> me. Zero. <laughs> so swimming is a whole whole other thing. If you,
0: if you start swimming, by the way, make sure you periodize like crazy. Do not go too fast yeah. too soon. Otherwise you will not you be do. able to get back in the pool or move or wash your hair or right. anything. Because you're gonna have so much lactic acid buildup oh and so gosh. much soreness, DOMS. Like it's gonna hit you during the Right after two days, yeah. after it's gonna linger I, for. Four I remember days. swimming
1: with the guys like during the off season. Like I would, t- I would pay- take the guys through swimming workouts, and they would hate that. And we'd literally swim like three laps, and that would be the entire workout for the day. It would take us like a good portion of the hour because, like, one, it would take them forever to get down and back, and then two, like once they do get down and back, they're like gonna sit there for five minutes to recover. And I remember like one of my first experiences with that because I was always a a decent swimmer. I could swim a little bit, not like to the point where, uh, like I'm an Olympic level swimmer, but also to the point where I'm not going to die. Like I'm, I'm comfortable in the pool. Right. right? When you get to Cornell, one of the things that you have to do as a freshman or the things that we did as a freshman is we tested out of our swim test. You have to be able to complete the swim test to be able to graduate at Cornell. So that's one of the first things that you do as a freshman is like, you just get this over with. And one of my best friends on the team, Roscoe Newsom, who's from Springfield, Virginia, um, is one of the best athletes that I've ever played with. Like, this is a dude that was like 4% body fat, 6'2", 195 pounds, blazing fast 40, 40-inch vertical jump, could bench press a house, could squat a house, right? Like, this is the dude that is just like, if you built, if you built like an athlete in Madden or whatever, this is what the athlete would look like, right? Right. And I remember him getting to the pool, and I thought that he was fucking me. I was like, Roscoe, stop fucking around! Like, you look like you're gonna die. And like, he could, it, it, he just couldn't do it. He couldn't get across. So it didn't matter that he was an he was an amazing land athlete. And once he got into that water, it was like a completely different thing. And right. for him to swim across and back was like that was that was it for him he, right. he wouldn't be able to do it
0: and obviously for some people upbringing like swimming is not a part of the culture and like that's yeah. a you know there's a lot of history there that of we course. don't need to get into but like generally speaking even if swimming was a part of your life like it's just a different demand and by the way that works in reverse too because you oh, and i both sure. work with plenty of swimmers oh yeah who are incredible in
1: water and like again
0: cannot operate on again land. we're
1: talking about olympic level so like we're talking about the most decorated athletes in the history of the Olympics. When I watch them do like our da- our dynamic warm up again, it's like, are you fucking with me? Like, am I right. being punk? Like, do you literally not know how to do this? Yeah. Right. So it's it's a it's a whole it's a whole ass thing. Yeah. <laughs> so some people
0: are uh, aquatic. Some people are land animals. Uh, and when I say people, I mean literally people. Yeah. We the two of us on this podcast.
1: Our but right hey, animals. and if you're listening and you want like a little curveball to your workouts because you feel like you're in a rut and you want to try something new and you want some For sure. new sort of challenge, go grab some goggles, find a local swimming pool and, and start swimming. And Honestly, see how you like this conversation somehow,
0: as we describe how terrible it is, has made me want to start swimming again. I, I do enjoy it. Like I just... I, I just know that it's freaking hard, <laughs> It is, you know? It is so hard. Yeah. Uh, also hard for some people. And by the way, I never said at the top of the podcast, uh, I'm going to say this now, 12 minutes in. Uh, our main topic today will be about unlocking performance, probably on land, uh, yeah. but unlocking performance. But real <laughs> right. quick, another quick aside um, as we get started here. Um Another thing that is apparently hard for some people is not getting in fights on the internet. And um, I don't like, we're not going to waste time on the specifics of some of the bigger sports performance people fighting on the internet and people that are, I would say, very dug into their particular belief system. Uh, They put a lot of work into coming up with it and trying to prove it and right or wrong, whatever, literally whatever. But I just, I wanted to mention it because, like, we've talked about this before on and off the air. And I think you always make a great point of, like, there's no winning that fight. Never. (laughs) Like, just don't, getting in fights on the internet about anything is not worth it because you are, one you're making yourself probably look like an ass and that's not good for branding. That's not good for business. It depends
1: on what type of branding that you're looking for, but yeah, sure. I mean, ultimately like, yeah,
0: sure. Maybe you excite, you know, to put it in like political terms, you excite your base. That's it. cool. But your chances that you're going to expand are not great. But I also just think from like a knowledge standpoint, like it's such a missed opportunity to be like, all right, I vehemently disagree with this person. What could I learn from them? Uh, and why do I disagree with them? And, you know, to take it to a bit of an, or, I mean, yeah, to take it to an extreme, like, mm-hmm. things that we think are true aren't always true, and the example I'll use that is extreme is, like, 500 years ago, or whatever it was, they thought bloodletting was a, was, <laughs> was a smart way to treat basically everything. Right. And that was the best they thought at the time. The science said, like, the, the quote-unquote science at the time said, like, this is what we know. They didn't just make that up one day, They they knew what they knew, they didn't know what they didn't know, and they said, this is the best way. And obviously, fairly quickly, uh, you know, and over time, we've learned that was a terrible idea, and in fact, was incredibly harmful, and probably killed, not probably, definitely did kill people. And while, you know, what we think is top-level biomechanics now is the best we know, when we can prove it to be true to the best of our knowledge, we're always learning more about the body. And for, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about how you know, the nervous system, for instance, it might be our fascia systems might be the next frontier of knowledge. And we don't know how that impacts the biomechanics and the musculoskeletal system at all, not at all, but like in, in its full capacity yet. So while someone else might be, you know, looking, studying something that is not provable by math and numbers and whatever your particular take on how we should be training is, um, they might be onto something that's worth studying and exploring and that ultimately might change the way we think, even if they can't prove why they think the way they think right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I think there's, there, there's always, uh, a little bit of a disconnect between people who research versus people who practice. Yeah. So there's always going to be that disconnect because like it's one thing to to research something and then it's one thing and it's a whole nother thing to put that research into practice because you're dealing with human beings. You're not dealing with data and spreadsheets and what would be the best ideal scenario. Right you're dealing for the you you're looking for the best scenario for that person on that day and there's so many variables that go into that right it's not just what was proven in a lab right cuz what was proven in a lab might not work for the person that's in front of you so there's always going to be a disconnect between people who research and people who practice and i think that's that's one of the things that i always um, I I'm always aware of on my end so that when, when I'm listening to people who research, I know that they're coming from a research end. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bite their head off because they don't practice. And if there's, if it's somebody that I'm coming from the practice end, like, I'm not going to come in here and and like stop my feet and say, no, this is the way that it has to be done because I want to listen to the research. I want to know what's going on that maybe helps with what I practice. Right. right. So, yeah. And then just like fighting on the Internet, you're never going to you're never going to change anybody's mind on the Internet. And, you know, that's not something that like if that's what you want to do, sure. But like for me, it's not worth my time to, to go out there and argue with people because, again, you're not going to change their mind. And, and whatever they believe is whatever they're going to believe. And I think um, Rachel put it best, this whole scarcity, this whole scarcity mindset where only one person can be right. So if you're right, then that means I'm wrong. Right. And that's, yeah. that's not really how it is. There's a lot of different truths out there. Right. So
0: for sure. And, and there's also room for multiple people. And, and that's the
1: biggest thing with the scarcity
0: mindset is just because, because like, look, sometimes two positions on something are diametrically opposed. Like um, one of the people in this fight on the internet thinks that deadlifts are a uh, bad and right. gonna hurt people. and like, I just know. So uh, yeah, there's, there's not enough room for both of our ideas on the deadlift but that doesn't mean that i couldn't learn something from other parts of their training or even if if i can understand why they think that thing is bad and go like hmm okay that's something where maybe you know or like i'll use a different example than than these two particular Firebrands fighting on the internet. Um, I was reading an interview with uh, I think it's Tudor Bumpa is the guy's name, uh, uh-huh. the guy who originated periodization. Uh-huh. He also doesn't believe that deadlift is is a great idea because his reasoning was you never get into ankle extension, you never get into triple extension, sure, right? You only get into hip and knee extension. And I would tell Tudor Bumpa that like yeah, when I deadlift heavy, I might not get into ankle extension, but later on in, and I find it hilarious uh, and ironic that the father of periodization is the one who uh says this later on in my periodization when i get into more explosive parts of my training like i might do hex bar jumps right and you take that hip and knee extension and then you extend it into a vertical jump uh or some variation with triple extension or an olympic lift but that's not
1: but that wouldn't even be periodization anymore right that would be progression that's not a periodization. Well, over, like the, period, over
0: the course, you're planning over the course of your yeah, long term.
1: Right. But periodization would be like, how would, you, how would you plan the course of this one particular lift? Sure. Right? Sure. Like, program Programming is different. Programming and, and progression would be different. Like, hey, how do we take this movement and progress this movement? Right? Periodization is... How do we make this particular movement stronger? Well, yeah, you know but I mean? would also say like we're in a different period of training. Of course. Yeah. So like in yes. that
0: extremely general...
1: And, and that's and that's why like a lot of the things that we communicate, and this is why there's so many of these fights happen because things are taken out of context and all this other stuff is like, what you consider to be periodization might be different from what he considers to be periodization. Might sure. be considered from what I consider to be periodization, right? And there are so many generalizations that we have and distractions, distortions, we always take, we, we take things and it's hard to not take things and put that into whatever we see. But what, just because that's how we see it doesn't mean that that's how that person meant it. doesn't mean that that's how that person was putting it into that context. You know what I mean? So like, it's so easy to go out there and find clips of people and find snippets of things and just take them out of context. Right. Like even like the other, the other day, I think like Draymond and Megan Rapinoe are on the same side and it's like they're arguing about how to do it like no you guys are actually on the same team so it's like it's just weird when you get into the internet and then and then again it's like it becomes this thing of who's right and who's wrong and there's a lot of different right ways you know. Right and if you're willing to learn and talk to
0: people and engage in good faith discussions then we are, uh, that scarcity mindset turns into a rising tide. You know, like instead of scarcity mindset, it's rising tide raises right. all boats. Well, But
1: that's but what you just said is like the complete opposite. Like there's a, there's a difference between wanting to learn and wanting to be right. Exactly. And most of the time that like people on the internet, they just want to be right. And they want yeah. their followers to just tell them like, Oh my God, you're right. Like, right. okay. Like, yeah. okay. You're
0: right. I want to be right, but I want to be right because I'm right. I don't want the thing that I currently think right now to be
1: right. You want, no, like, well, you want to find what's right. You exactly. don't want to be right. Exactly. Right? And there's a difference between finding what's right and being right. Like there, people just want to be right. You yeah. know? Yeah. Because, because, and again, like it their, feels their, good. their followers will tell them like, wow, you're amazing. You're, you're so smart or this and that. And that's, that's great. Like, I know what it feels like to, to, to have that type of uh following, but I also don't, I also try not to let that get to my head. You, you know, more than anybody that like I vehemently, like disagree with any type of notion that i'm any type of influencer or even smart because like i'm just always trying to learn insane so, so i try not it's to bigger buy your podcast any following if you believed in yourself christopher gore <laughs> you're right i'm just all right i'm starting more fights on the internet that's what i'm gonna do that's
0: that's not our brand i'm looking uh behind me right now chris is probably like what is he doing uh i'm looking for a book oh there it is uh, literally right here i need to i need to read this if you want to read it first i've i I've got a couple others stacked up before it but it's called being wrong Irwin actually recommended this nice. to me and it's about the psychology of being wrong versus like and why people are so against being wrong you don't have the humility to be wrong which prevents them from learning so uh this book is apparently very good i read the first little bit just to kind of get a, a dip but i've got right. lots of books around here that i'm trying to read and various reasons this one is backed up a little bit on the list but uh it's by Catherine schultz it's apparently very good and uh people on the internet should read it before going on the internet yeah. you should have to read that book before having an internet <laughs> subscription <laughs> when we get back talk about unlocking performance it's a lot more than lifting heavy things uh, so we'll talk about it next here on the train with the best podcast the Train with the best podcast is powered by super coffee uh chris literally right now having, uh, a dip into my super coffee mountain that I have downstairs. That's right. Yeah. Jamie just hooked me up and sent me so much super coffee. I, I, I literally had to give some of it away. Uh, they sent me some of the grounds, yeah. uh, which I have not had a chance to try yet, but I don't have a coffee maker. So a couple of my clients <laughs> got some super yeah. coffee this morning. Right. I have all of the bottled, uh, super coffees, super creamer, super espresso downstairs, including the new blueberry latte flavor. And that is pretty good. I, I am not a big like fruit coffee yeah. person, but I actually added a little bit of sweet cream, super creamer to take a little bit of the bitterness out. And that popped for me.
1: It's well, over here being a super barista, there, basically. There you are, just mixing up drinks with the super coffee uh, collection. So I, I know I know my package is coming, so I can't wait to, to dip into that. I know my wife texted me yesterday, to, told me to uh, get some of those uh those pods that we can throw into the Keurig because like you, I don't even know how to make coffee, if, even if I have a okay, coffee maker. I know maker. how to make coffee if I have a coffee maker. I just don't have a coffee I mean maker. It's I,
0: coffee and water. It I mean, really I think I know how coffee.
1: to use a VHS tape, but like I don't have a VHR, so... <laughs> I I think I could figure it out. But yeah, so a coffee gonna, maker, the VHS of coffee. But it, it's amazing, you know, we started with super coffee as uh you know, they're ready to drink, even their original formula which is a little bit chunky if you remember. But now <laughs> they've come the so day. far. The the super coffee has we come so far, we've got the the ready-to-drinks, we've got the cold brew, we've got the espressos, we've got uh, the pods, we've got the creamers, and all of the flavors are, are amazing, especially that new sweet cream flavor, which is my personal favorite. Yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on that. I have
0: some of the super creamer in that flavor, but I haven't had a chance because they literally ran out of the super creamer yeah. coffee. So I'm excited to try that when that comes through. If you would like to get your hands on all of this, Jamie will not send an entire giant box to your house, but you can get one sent to your house all by yourself. Just use the code TWTB as in train with the best TWTB at checkout at drinksupercoffee.com. It's all from key to life incorporated who reminds you that if you can change your energy, you can change the world. The train with the best podcast is brought to you by momentous and Chris, there is actually a ton of exciting news on the momentous front. That's right. A brand new product coming out or maybe easy even out right now. Uh, yeah, depending on when you're listening, I believe it launches this week. So if you're listening later in the week as we record this on Tuesday morning, uh, then you might be able to go to livemomentus. dot com and get the brand new Omega threes. Omega threes have long been proven to help brain function and like they're an essential fatty acid that your body needs and that it's it can be hard to get in a lot of just a regular American diet. So unless you're like eating salmon all the time, uh, it's going to be hard to get, but we need them for our body to function properly. And so Momentus
1: sees the gap and they're like, that's something that people need. Voila, here we go. That's right. And just like all of their other products, you know that you're getting the highest quality of ingredients. You know that they're going to pass standards that are beyond even the American standards, but they go beyond the European standards. So you're getting the ingredients that you know that, you're, that you need without any of that other junk that comes into some of these supplements. Every single product NSF certified for sport. Also exciting...
0: I'm going to apparently be on the momentous podcast. I don't know if I was supposed (laughs) to announce that yet. It's in the momentous ad. How mad could they get? But I just got an email literally while we were recording the opening segment from Sarah and Matt at momentous. And uh, I'm going to be on with, with Matt on the momentous pod. So that's exciting. They do a great job with that podcast. If you want to check it out, uh, just anywhere you can find this podcast, presume you can find that one search for the momentous pod with Matt Wan uh, and subscribe. And then within a couple of weeks. You'll hear me talking to Matt. Matt's been on this pod before. Time to return the favor, I guess. That's right. Uh, you can't order me on your podcast. I mean, I guess you could request it, but you can <laughs> order any momentous product at livemomentous.com. Use the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST25. TRAINWITHTHEBEST25 gets you 25% off your subscription orders first run through and then 15% off all the concurrent orders, which I would say this because I think it's the best way to frame this. You are getting a premium product, a non-premium product price it is the best way to get your supplements that are high quality without having to pay an exorbitant amount so do that go to live use the code trade with the best 25 because if you want to train with the best you got to recover with the best and that's why we choose momentous Make sure you check out the latest edition of Catch the Spirit. I talked to Julia Rotter, who started in the back three on Defense for the Spirit this weekend. NWSL Challenge Cup is on. Season is going. Really exciting time. So the latest episode, Catching Up with Julia, got a new one coming next week as well. You can find that podcast, a production of Train with the Best Media, anywhere you find this one. Our main topic today on the Train With The Best podcast is essentially unlocking performance, right? We know we can lift heavier and and we'll get stronger and our body will adapt and then we lift even heavier and that's generally like the baseline in which we think about a lot of strength training. But we also know that as trainers and people who have been around this a long time and studied this, that there's a lot more than just like picking up the next heaviest weight. In order right. to do that, you're going to have to learn certain things and you're going to have to make other adaptations in your body. Sure. And you were talking uh, about a client that you're working with where, for instance, breathing was one of the things. So when right. you, as, as you try to think about a grand giant umbrella of unlocking performance, what are some of the things that as you evaluate a new client and you're, you know that they want to perform at a high level that you think like, okay, these are the things we're going to have to think about and work on that they probably didn't enter the gym thinking about?
1: Right. So I think that uh, I watch people's movement, but I also watch their face more than more than people realize, I think. Right. It's it's become a little bit of a challenge because you got to wear your mask now, but <laughs> I can still see kind of in your eyes what what your brain is telling me when you're executing movement, what your brain is telling me when you're out there on the field. Right. Like when I watch you play your sport, this is why I always like I ask when when somebody's coming back from an injury or whatever, I want to know, like, what is what is it? look like when you're playing your sport, right? Like, do you look like a deer in the headlights and that's why you're not fast, right? Cause I can sit here and get you faster from cone to cone, but that's not going to translate into speed in a game. If you look like a deer in the headlights, you know what I mean? So I think unlocking the performances is realizing that a lot of people already have the potential to perform. They already have it, whether it be strength and even, even range of motion, the particular client that you were Mm -hmm. talking about, like. Her muscles will give it to me when I ask for it, but I've got to turn certain things off. So the things that I did with her, like, all right. So I took a look at her overhead squat, right? She doesn't get very low. She gets to just about parallel, maybe not even quite to parallel. So what do we do? Of course we we lift the heels, right? You lift the heels, Mm -hmm. you take away the dorsiflexion. All right. What happens with the dorsiflexion? She, She gets all the way down there, right? Boom. She gets all the way down, as to grass on the overhead squat. Okay. Immediately you're thinking, and this is, again, remember you were talking about the bloodletting thing, like 10 years ago I would have said, cool, let's just stretch the ankles. Right. And we got this done. Foam roll your
0: calves. Yeah, and watch this magic and
1: do this. Yeah, so we're going to do that. But then I'm, I'm watching her do it. I'm watching all the other stuff and I'm just realizing that she's one of these people that is just always tight. She's just always on. Even the way that she engages her core. Yeah, her core is engaged and it's tight, but it's like everything else is tight too. Mm-hmm. So we do some breathing exercises. I'm like, all right, let me see what I can do. Right. Because I know like, all right, if, if the ankles are stiff, why are they stiff? Are they stiff because of a hardware issue or a software issue? Or is there something causing it? That's telling it, Hey, I want my ankle stiff. Right. So we did some breathing exercises. I started to realize how much tension she's holding in her neck, how much tension she's holding in her entire body. Teach, uh, teaching her how to breathe and, and relax. Right. Literally, after a few breathing exercises, we do the overhead squat test again, and then boom, she's she's down lower than she was before in the mm-hmm. overhead squat. Not quite to where we got, because there is still some stretching we got to do in the ankles. Sure, but we gain range of motion through breathing, not mm-hmm. through stretching, not through any of all this stuff, but just by breathing, by by showing her how to release some of that tension and control that. That's a that was unlocking a lot of the performance that the performance issues that she was having right for sure another one of my another one of my main movements is like the uh the cook bar cable chop and lift right from a half kneeling position cuz it tells me a little bit about everything that's going on right and and she was struggling with that particular movement just even understanding where her body was she doesn't know that she's leaning to her left or leaning forward or whatever and then again okay. we did some breathing exercises we we stretched the soleus so on the left side and then boom Right, like we already know that, like, all right, if the glutes not firing on the left side, it's probably not firing because of a couple of reasons. One, yeah, it could just be weak. Two, it could be restricted by a really tight psoas on the other side. Right, so we did a little bit of both, and it worked. Right, so I think this this is what you have to look at, where it's like, hey, w- not everything that needs to get stronger is weak. Right. Sometimes things are. So sometimes there's things that are just in the way right? And right. You, have to un, you have to unclog whatever it is that was clogging it up or, or get rid of whatever traffic was in the brain, right?
0: Right, for sure. And I think the, the breathing thing is so great. And, and a very simple, straightforward example is watching elite sprinters, Yep. right? What, what's Usain Bolt's face doing when he runs? Completely relaxed. Yeah, super relaxed. And because if you're relaxed, then your body can move faster. Like right. that, it, it's not constricted. Would you, if I told you to do something fast, would you like tense up? And if I told you to throw a punch as fast as you can, would you tense up? No, you'd be like, quick, fast. Yeah. Um, and, and it's that, you know, but also it goes back to, okay, well, are things tight where they're supposed to be and loose where they're supposed to be? Are they, um, and that goes for like, you know, uh, can't fire a cannon from a canoe, like your right. core is tight so that other things are able to, to move. Um, do you have stability in the right joints where they're supposed to be stable Well, mobility in the right joints where they're supposed to. So that goes to a mobility question. Like you mentioned, like, right. is it a hardware issue? Um, or even a mobility restricted by a software issue, right. um, which can also happen. And so I think that un- understanding and unlocking like the best of what someone has is probably where most of us could spend our time versus, and, and sometimes it works in conjunction, which I'll get to in a moment, but right. like versus like, okay, we're, we we're going to get you stronger. It's like, no, we're going to unlock the strength that you have. Yeah. And sometimes though, that means starting where they are mentally, because sometimes it's all mental. Right. Like they freak out and, and you know, in, and so that's how, that's why they're, they tense up. Like they see the heavy weight and they're like, oh God, that's a heavy weight. Right, And so if you can build up and be like, all right, maybe that client could deadlift one eighty five today when she walks in. Right. But she sees that one eighty five and it's like, oh, that's a big that's yeah. a big weight. Then yeah, you might have to build up to that over time
1: because right. you're training, as we talked about earlier, you're training a human being. Right. And and look like it, as a trainer who's working with clients that I need to give them something, they're looking for results. You're going to get faster results by unlocking the performance that they already have. So if you, if you can figure out a way to get them results in one session, in two sessions, in two weeks versus how long you're figuring out it takes to eventually lift 400 pounds on a deadlift that takes time. Right. Right. That's not, that's not going to happen in in two sessions. Right. But if I can teach somebody how to breathe, if I can teach somebody how to, how to gain more range of motion, if I can teach somebody how to lean into their cuts or lean into their sprints or drive their arms, the small, simple things that they're not getting out of what they already have, if I can show them that in two sessions, man, that's such a, that's such a great way to build value in yourself and, 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 get a hook because now once they're hooked and now they're like, wow, Chris knows how to make me faster in two sessions. Now I can get them to do crazy stuff that they would have never tried before. And -hmm. then they're like, yeah, all right, I'll do that. Sure. For sure. And and I think, um, another really valuable tool to
0: accomplish these goals is video. Yeah. Using coach's eye or just regular, you know, your camera on your iPhone or whatever phone you got, like, to be able to show, like, because sometimes we just spew like, okay, I'm seeing this. And they're like, I don't know. I felt like I was doing it right. right. But if you can show them literally what you see, I had a client last week and she's so strong, but she was not engaging her lats. And so her back started around a little bit on deadlift. I was like, let's, let's stop that there. Right. And let me show you what I'm seeing. And the minute she saw, it, she was like, oh, okay. And then we work on some other things and we'll revisit it this week when we train again. And the idea of her seeing it and understanding exactly why I was, A, what I saw, and B, why I was hypothesizing to the best of my knowledge what the breaking point was in this particular lift helped her understand and creates buy-in for me to get her to do the things that I need so that she can do the things that she
1: wants. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's ultimately what, uh, what you're trying to do as a trainer is, is to create buy-in in, in yourself and, and value in yourself so that you can build their trust. And then, you know, once they trust you, then they can start to trust themselves a little bit. And that's, that's a lot of the, the, the performance issues. If, if you're really thinking about like, how, how do we unlock it? Like even the even the way that your body reacts, because remember your body is going to react to survive, not to perform. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the reason why you get tight. That's the reason why you get inflammation. That's the reason why you have all of the different things that happen to you when you're, when you're injured or you're not moving well. Right. So if you can regain that trust in the brain and the body and the, and the brain trusts the movement again, then it will give it back to you. You know what I mean? For sure. And when you think about going into
0: sport and especially decision-making sports, right? Like you want to slow down your performance there, get get messed up inside. <laughs> yeah. Like we've all been tr- cause there. Because you don't trust what you see. Right. I mean, even even take the decision-making out of it, right? Like you've been at the free-throw line and, you know, there are guys, um, I heard yeah. J.J. Redick talking about this on his pod the other yeah. day and I'm pretty sure he was talking about Dwight Howard and possibly others, but like these guys shoot 90% on the free-throw line yeah. in practice and then they're 45-50% in games because it's so inside their head. LeBron's gone through stretches of that in his career yeah. where like yeah. clearly inside when all of a sudden it's not in the free-flowing of a game where he's just reacting and not thinking. Yep his performance drops. And so the more comfortable you are, the higher level you can perform and kind of, um, there's a book called, uh, Oh God, uh, the inner game of tennis. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's, it's really, really good on performance and it, and it kind of breaks you down your, your conscious and your subconscious into self one and self two and, the more you can let self one just take, I think that I've, I haven't read it in a, in a second, but, um, so if I, I have these backwards and you read the book, I'm sorry, just flip them. But say like self one is kind of your, your subconscious, just trained best version of yourself. And self two is your conscious, like, Oh God, I'm thinking about it version. If you can, the more you can let self one take over, the better you're going to perform. And so our bodies all have that natural path of least resistance. Where you're not trying to overtrain it, you're not trying to to overcompensate and overpower mentally what your body is trying to do physically, and the more you can rely on that natural physical ability, which obviously you can train on some level and make that subconscious um, pattern the the optimal version, the better off you're going to be.
1: Right? Yeah. the Frito, the The thing is is a really interesting one, especially with Dwight Howard, because as you know, I, I worked with Drew, and Drew worked with 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 Dwight and and like you said, he he would hit a hundred out of hundred all swishes, and then you get into the game, and and Dwight would tell you that like in a game he can hear everything. He could hear like the lady in the sixth row telling telling him to keep his elbow up or you know whatever. So it just it's just it's a whole thing, and, and we've talked about it before, like this whole performance thing where it we go from subconscious to conscious to conscious to subconscious competence, mm-hmm. right? Then there's there becomes like a whole fifth level of hyper-conscious, like. Because when you're in a stressed out state, you're, you're not just conscious, you're hyper-conscious. You're conscious of everything and you're noticing things yeah. that like you would never even notice before. Yeah, you're and you're then in can that you, super fight or flight mode. Right. And now, now can you perform? Right. right. Can, you still, can you still be there? And, and uh, I remember Drew said that until you can recreate that, that mental state, no matter what you move, no matter what mechanics you move, work on, it's not going to translate because you were not in that state. Right. And and I think that's what separates the absolute like killers elite
0: of the elite is, you know, and I'll use golf as an example because sure. this is a great one. Like you or I step up to the tee, and especially if we're not having a good day like as amateurs and this even happens to professionals. Sometimes you step up to the tee box, you put that ball down and you're going, I have no idea where this ball is about to go. Right. Like you can think about all the things that whatever golf coach you, you lesson you've ever took. And I'm going to go through all the right steps and you make contact. And that ball is off to the right. Yep. Tiger wood steps up and, and, you know, Pete tiger wood steps up and he's like, I'm going to hit that ball is going to land right there. Right. And it's gonna bounce seven times and roll, and it's gonna go exactly this far. The visualization ability in the tightest, you know, eighteen. You're on eighteen with a one shot lead in a major. Yeah. And for him, instead of like, oh god, just don't mess this up. I have a one shot lead. It's like I'm gonna put this ball right there.
1: Right. And even not even the tee shot, but just standing on that putting green, right? Because that's right. where that's where you make your money. Right. Right. You you got to knock in this fifteen foot putt, which is. Not a long putt for professional yeah. golfers, right? But that's, solid three putt for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but these guys, these guys are, you know, you can't get the yips as Tiger would call it, right? Yeah. And, and that's what that is, is, is being able to calm your mind down, unlock your performance, right? So the, the, again, it's just going back to, there's so many things that go into performance. Like you could miss that putt and say, all right, well, I just need to practice more. No, you need to practice calming yourself down like i'm I'm watching it now with mila and her softball swing like oh no i need more reps like no you yeah. you get plenty of reps like yeah you don't need more reps what you need to do is just calm down and let yourself perform
0: yeah you need to have that same motion when you're drilling it in the cage as you do at bat just like it's the same swing right and and that ability the you know the york stockson scale
1: basically right. of doesn't matter how high the pressure is it's right. the same, same and performance. Then, and then as, as, a, as a trainer or as a coach or whatever, you need to understand that your stats and skill because if it is a weak spot, you have to apply the, um, uh, the appropriate amount of stress or pressure to get that weak spot to become a strength. Because if it's too much pressure, then they just don't stop thinking about it and then they become insecure about it. If it's not enough pressure, then they don't think about it. You know what I mean? So mm. like, if it's, if it's her, if it's hitting inside pitches, Right? And if all I do is talk about inside pitches, she's just gonna get insecure about it. Right? So right. I've got to apply the appropriate amount of pressure or stress to get her to be better at hitting inside pitches.
0: How do you approach that? Because to me, I would go like, all right, well, let's gradually ramp up the pressure, right? Like if I can get you, let's say there's there's footwork that needs you to perform under pressure. Can I have you do it in a slow controlled environment? Can I have you do it a little faster? Now, can I put you in a game situation, like progressively get it up and like show you it's the same along yeah, the way?
1: Yeah, I think it's the same thing like we do with any other type of movement. The same thing we would teach jumping or landing or sprinting mechanics or, or squat mechanics, right? You teach the technique, you teach the tempo and then you overload it right? So wherever it is, all right, here's how to hit an inside pitch off of a tee. Okay. Now let's go to soft toss. Now let's go to a different side toss. All right. Now it's, Gonna be random. I'm not always just gonna throw it inside, you know. Mm. And then, but you don't tell her that we're working on this. You don't say, "Hey, we're gonna work on inside pitches" because you suck at inside pitches. (laughs) You know what I mean? You you say, "Hey, look, here's (laughs) what we're gonna work on." Hey, Mila, you suck at this. Yeah, sorry, Mila. I hope you. Especially if she, if she's the one saying that already, then you don't need to keep telling her. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a growth
0: opportunity. Yeah,
1: you have a growth opportunity on inside pitches. Yeah, that's it. She and she knows that, so she she's gonna work on it. Like with her, it. With her, it's just getting her to calm her ass down. With a lot of other people, it's different. Which is hilarious because
0: Mila is like the most cool customer that I've ever met in my whole life. I'm like, I need to be as chill as you
1: and your 14-year-old. Well, you need to see her when she's actually playing because she's a maniac. Why am I not surprised? She's a mani- <laughs> Yeah, like The apple does not fall far from the <laughs> she will get on her. She will get on her teammates in a heartbeat like for. And and then, she, the thing I, the thing I tell her is like you can't get on your teammates for things that you don't get on yourself about. So, she's extremely hard on herself, and then she's really hard on her teammates oh, too. So that's that kind of backfired. <laughs> yeah.
0: Whoops. Uh, yeah. All right, next week, uh, who knows what we're going to talk about on the podcast? But. There will be one, and it will be from Richmond. So I'll be, right. uh, I'm will be i heading down to hang out with Chris. We're filming some new content uh, this weekend, so make sure you keep your eyes peeled on the social medias for all that. And, of course, make sure you're subscribed on Train Heroic to the train with the best programming. Use the code POD, P-O-D, for a special podcast price, and there will be new exercises. Uh, I have one more week of programming on me. Chris is programming uh, the next block, and we will have a new library to pick from because that's what we're filming this weekend. That's so- right make sure you got that on train heroic or the link in either of our bios i'm on instagram at craig underscore hoffman he is at trainer gores also of course make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening right now if you like it rate and review if you don't remember what your mother told you about when you don't have anything to say
1: (laughs) uh we'll see you next week right back right here on the train with the best podcast